This episode of The Drift Space is brought to you by Monsters vs. Men. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> this is Kevin Conroy, and you're listening to The Drift Space. Okay, yeah, uh, there, there are a few nitpicks, um, ah, but... <laughs> burning Rebecca at the stake today, I see. <laughs> Rebecca has lost fan sa- status, apparently. Well, we, okay, well, just let me, just let Rebecca, me say... Rebecca, you I have one it. opinion, and it's wrong. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> so today, we are discussing a film nowhere near or dear to my heart. Let's jump into this. Let's Let's do it. Are we ready? Are we ready to do this? Yeah. All right. So in Godzilla versus Space Godzilla, Miki Sagusa travels with Godzilla Force officers Koji Shinjo and Kyosho Kyoshi Sato to test Project T on Godzilla's home of Birth Island. The project aims to control Godzilla using Miki's telepathic abilities, but Major Akira Yuki thinks Godzilla should be killed for murdering his best friend, the late brother of Professor Gondo. Meanwhile, a space monster made from Godzilla's cells hurls towards Earth. Mothra's twin priestesses, the Cosmos, warn Miki of this space Godzilla before she is kidnapped by the Yakuza to use for Project T. Shinjo, Yuki, and Sato must rescue her before they try to stop space Godzilla using the G-Force weapon, Mogira. But they will need Godzilla's help. To stop it so okay so when when we did I, i'll backtrack here when we did the episode sounds flawless <laughs> to me <laughs> oh you're I'm going sorry. to be fun this episode <laughs> when we when we did the episode with monsters versus men which was godzilla city on the edge of battle alex and eric gave each of us a movie to host for future episodes right and and you know I thought it would be I thought it was a good idea to get the rest of the drifters a little more involved in the genre, and Alex decided to give me my least favorite Godzilla film, Godzilla versus Space Godzilla, and I think you know it, it really it's only a win for Alex either way, right? Because no matter what happens, because it, I either appreciate the film more through a reevaluation. Or he just sleeps better at night knowing that he's tortured me and uh, now gets to listen to me rant about it. <laughs> his Our ple- yeah, right. is pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it also makes me think, you know, I, I don't understand our our still absent co-host, Dave. Because, hear me, his big franchise is Star Wars, right? And he generally just likes anything Star Wars. He sits, he has sat here and defended the unwatchable attack of the clones to us. Sorry, I threw up in my mouth. <laughs> and I guess I'm too cynical to not expect better from my favorite franchises when I've seen so much better out of it. But he said he he he's good with attack of the clones tickles his fancy. I can't do that. 
I cannot do that. And and yeah. with with Godzilla versus Space Godzilla, after every viewing of this film, I dislike it more and more. I and, and the, the the last <laughs> the last time I watched it was three years ago. Three years ago. This viewing coincided with an episode of The Simpsons, by the way. Okay? I'm going somewhere with this. And and it really helped me paint an adequate critique of Space Godzilla. It was it was the episode where Mr. Burns visits the Mayo Clinic and and a doctor explains to him that that Mr. Burns has every disease known to man. <laughs> and, including brand new ones. <laughs> Right. But the reason the reason <laughs> Mr. Burns is alive is because all of these horrible diseases and germs are trying to get through the door at once. And 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 as a result, they're they're getting stuck. They can't all get into his body because they're getting stuck. So so his body is keeping all of these germs in perfect <laughs> balance so that they don't seem quite as bad. There's no single overarching disease that's ravaging him. It's just all the bad stuff making each other look pretty pretty normal. Now, now let let's look at this at the Godzilla series. A lot of fans will cite other movies as the weakest of the franchise, but those movies can usually be summed up with one all-encompassing issue. You know, they'll say all monsters attack is the worst because of stock footage. Uh, Godzilla versus Megalon is the worst because cheesy. Uh, Godzilla versus Hedra is the worst because heavy-handed message. Whatever. But I maintain that Godzilla versus Space Godzilla is the worst film in the franchise because, like Mr. Burns, all of the worst aspects of incompetent storytelling are trying to get through the door all at once and getting <laughs> stuck. And there's no single overarching problem with the movie. It's just that all the catastrophic thematic storytelling problems are making each other look pretty normal. I believe I believe Mr. Burns' doctor called this the Three Stooges Syndrome. <laughs> Gee, all I'm hearing is that love has blinded you. That was that was the next Star Wars. <laughs> I found that more watchable than the Titan clones. That's not Space Godzilla. That's more Megalon. <laughs> God, I you know maybe before I I start ranting, I should let one of you guys go, Rebecca, because you seem to have a more positive outlook on this. Why don't we go there? <laughs> I mean, it's semi-positive. Okay, but so uh, I- I'm trying to be both positive and negative, trying to see the pros and cons of this. Uh, so Found pros. Okay, so try to imagine myself. Found I don't pros. know. Uh, <laughs> go on, go on. Well, yeah, the music, the music uh, okay. for one thing. I I, I like the music. Uh, okay, t- okay. To try to imagine myself nine to twelve years old, just minding my own business in the house, and I'm walking past the computer room where GJ would always be on some sort of Godzilla message board and listening to this. Um, let me. Just all. All so um, this isn't helping your case. <laughs> you 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 recording that song doesn't help your case. Just just well, don't saying. get me wrong. This movie has some of the most beautiful scores. This was this one was not Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla were just one of the things that one of those music that was 
that's permanently tattooed into my brain for so many years that when I heard it again when I was watching the movie, I had to check my surroundings to see if I'm in the, my current home and not the house I grew up in. And also, I yeah, I thought mo some of the tracks were, in particular were rather weird and repetitive, like uh, the 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 Mogira versus Space Godzilla number two. I think GJ knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay, so I'm I'm moving on. Um, yeah, GJ, I I do. And JR, I do see, uh, I do sort of understand why you're not, in a word, com in words, uh, completely fond of this film in particular. I, I mean, I, I still think it looks like a genuine regular Godzilla flick, and it was a follow up from Godzilla vs. Bylanti and Godzilla vs. Mothra, which I thought were both pretty decent. Then again, it's been a while since I've seen either of those films. But yes, I will admit, there are a few uh, little nitpicks and questions I have while I was watching it. One was uh, one in particular. Uh, wh wh why? Why did Miki wanted to stay on the island because she was worried about the baby and Godzilla? Now she says she was worried about the baby. That would make sense, but Godzilla too. He he was leaving. In fact, she saw him leave. And two. The whole Yakuza kidnapping Miki and exploiting her telepathy for purely <laughs> destruction just seemed a little vague and unnecessary. Oh, a little unnecessary. I mean, she gets oh, kidnapped. Really? <laughs> she gets kidnapped. Just she gets rescued. The culprit fries to death from Godzilla's energy somehow. And that pretty much wraps up that part of the story. I'm still a little unclear as to why that tied up with the movie. And uh, I, it it, it 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 sort of dragged the movie on a bit longer for a bit. And and three, uh, what exactly was Mothra's part in this Thank movie? You. She's Thank you. She's she's flying over the earth and sending down her fairy Mothras to send out messages. If she knew that Miki and Godzilla would help save the earth, then why didn't she mention that there were people going to kidnap her? and tell her to get the hell off that island. Also, did anybody get a Goku versus Raditz vibe toward the first round between Godzilla versus Space Godzilla? I A lot of people make that connection, actually. A lot of people do make connection. Okay. Ironically, <laughs> no. though, the director of this film did not want that first battle to happen. He just felt it was unnecessary, huh. which, well, I mean, there's a lot of unnecessary in this movie, but I, he's right. I mean, if the according to the Cosmos, Mothra's twin priestesses, if if space godzilla's mission was to kill godzilla why didn't he do it there thank you Th thank you so much <laughs> yeah, yeah okay okay yeah <laughs> I, I i didn't yeah i was that's another thing uh, <laughs> and, you know and the yakuza thing i mean you're right i mean when, when the most interesting thing about the whole yakuza shootout portion rescue is uh you know the doctor that betrayed them is working on his you know hewlett packard uh, a hard drive and and you know they go in they see him working on it and all i can think of is what happened to his shoes why is he just wearing socks while he did anyone notice that he's only wearing <laughs> no he's like, i haven't he's, he's like feet are in the air he's like trying to work on the the computer he's like why isn't this working and he's just wearing socks i i <laughs> that was the only thing <laughs> i mean <laughs> maybe he's maybe he's just in his element i mean i movie. do crazy things in my edit you saw me last week well i'm sitting on the floor i'm sitting on the floor just like 
handfuls uh-huh. of okay. Cheetos on my mouth. Yeah, DJ, like, people yeah, do weird fine. things when they're watching pornography, okay? Where it's did just... that come from? <laughs> okay, so there's... Rebecca, pornography is enjoyable. <laughs> These things are going to be... We just watched Godzilla I just Space These things are going to be edited. It's the first um, I just assumed that was pornography. That... Golly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm leaving that then. Uh, but you do, you hit on, on one of the, you know, it... Because there are so many problems with this movie, Rebecca, it's hard to know where to start. And and I had I had a really hard time trying to figure out, you know, which issue I wanted to highlight first, because that's all this movie is, a series of incompetent, uninspired issues. The movie can't even be interesting and suck. It just sucks. Uh, so I guess, I, you know, since you've laid that out, I'll start with Project T. And Jer, we were hitting on Project T for a little bit last night. So the movie sets up a device to control Godzilla called Project T. Uh, and, and then it, it spends the entire first act establishing, setting up, and testing Project T. And then it spends the second act emphasizing the importance of Project T when, when the Yakuza steals the device to control Godzilla, which they, they never explain why. They wanted to control the Godzilla. They just do. And then in the third act. For destruction. Then you hear what the doctor said? For destruction. Yeah. For destruction. And then the third act. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing happens. The the movie builds so much importance on this subplot. It's one of the very first subplots introduced into the film. Uh, and, And it goes as far as to spend the majority of the second act on a rescue attempt for Miki from the Yakuza and nothing comes of it. They don't try to use project T again. They don't try to control Godzilla to make sure he helps them defeat space Godzilla. They don't even try to use it on space Godzilla. Oh, that would have been a novel idea. You know, that might've been an interesting reversal. They, they just drop it completely with no payoff for all that buildup. JR, we, again, we, we briefly talked about this last night thoughts. So where do I start with uh godzilla versus big rock candy mountain (laughs) um (laughs) i i know when it comes to you two i am the newcomer quote unquote when it comes to these godzilla movies and for the most part i really enjoy them i have i seen all of them no but i still find them enjoyable my main issue with this so far is that, okay, so Space Godzilla came, how, how did G-Cells get in space? Oh, well, to understand that, we got to go back to three movies that you probably should have seen, where he was, fights by Alanti and uh, Megiris? Megiris? I think it was oh, Mothra. I thought, Mega- I thought it was Batra. It was no, was it Mothra? It was Mothra. Thought, Batra and Mothra. I thought it was Megiris. Mm-hmm. Right, Mothra okay, and Batra. Mothra. So... You know, first issue there, because I haven't seen Mothra and Batra. I haven't seen that one. Uh, see, did see Biolanti. But then then it goes into, oh, well, we want to kill Godzilla. No, let's control Godzilla. But we should still kill him. No, but we should be humane and control this monster that's literally destroying everything with a single step. So are, are you talking I, about you? You know, character? it just... Yeah. Yeah. No, I have been, like for for a character who should he and he is. He's the most interesting character in the movie. They really screwed him I up. Wanna, <laughs> yeah. I want to Yeah. I want to talk talk about Yuki a, a little bit too. Uh, Go ahead. If 
If you, it, unless I want Jr. I want Jr. to finish. Finish for her. Are you finished, Jr. Uh, go ahead. Okay. I, okay. So uh, now of all the characters I really liked, and I, uh, I, okay, the only character I liked in the in this movie was uh, probably Yuki <laughs> and and Miki a bit. For starters, I've always I've always loved Miki and uh, the other movies. I thought she was badass, and I love those earrings. As for Yuki. Yeah, I agree with GJ. He was probably the most interesting character. Uh, Godzilla was Yuki's Moby Dick after he killed his best friend, Goro Gondo. However, unlike Ahab, Yuki had some have something else to live for other than killing Godzilla, Gondo's sister. Uh, and um, I-, I liked how he wasn't necessarily a good guy at first, but more of an anti-hero. He, he seemed very conflicted and... and- and an interesting character, in my opinion. I see. I kind of wish they paired him with Miki, especially after one of her lines saying, "We have to open our minds and understand each other, not by force." I'm paraphrasing, of course. Uh, I mean, I would have loved to see these two complete opposites come to proper terms with one another. They they both have one thing in common: Godzilla. While Miki shares a tel- telepathic bond and wants to protect and learn from Godzilla. Yuki has nothing but contempt for him and wants to kill Godzilla and end mankind's burden. His his burden, to be precise. I I just feel like it would have made more sense if Miki and Yuki got together for character development reasons instead of Shinjo. Although, I guess, I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of glad that Yuki had to learn for himself that killing Godzilla wasn't the answer through trial and error, so... I, I, I don't know if that's anywhere near why... Actually, no, that anywhere near why you dislike the film, GJ. Well, there are several reasons why you dislike the film, but I, I gathered up my own info to see such possibilities. Well, no, and I think y- you might be onto something. I think the film might have been stronger, tighter, if there was that kind of Yuki-Miki kind of relationship going on. I think Yuki would have had to been cast differently in order to make that work like as a younger yeah, guy. Yeah. But I, I don't, I think that would have certainly helped some issues that the movie has because I'm, I'm with you. Certainly uh, Yuki is the best character in the film. And I think Akira Emoto, who's also in Shin Godzilla, he did a great job with what little material he had, but his entire arc was just in the wrong movie. You know, I would have rather this been the focal point of the movie than all the stupid Project T, Mothra, Yakuza crap. The, the, the only problem is, is that he, he never really develops. He decides, he decides to stop killing Godzilla, but there's never an epiphany. There's never a point in the movie that we, the audience, see he's convinced to not kill Godzilla. He just decides to give up at the end and it's i i think it's a really terrible misuse of the only compelling character in the movie i'm gonna interject here because uh, correct me if i'm wrong but this is thing this is one thing i felt that i had an issue with with yuki so he and the other boys are fighting space godzilla alongside uh godzilla in magira and you know they're 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 doing their thing, and then he seems to be on team, you know, save Godzilla, uh, help Godzilla. That seems to be the team he's on. But once Magira goes down, and he tells the other guys uh-huh. to get out of there, 
This is this is my problem. Doesn't he pull out uh-huh. a rocket launcher and say, "I'm gonna Essentially, kill you, Godzilla"? Yeah. And, and you know, and and then and then at the end of the movie, he looks up at him and goes, "Oh well, he's not such a bad guy. <laughs> he's really not such a bad guy." Once you get to know him, that you know that Godzilla, he's somebody you could sit down and have a drink with, you know. And that's <laughs> the issue is that he he never actually developed that late in the movie. He's still trying to kill Godzilla. And what's funny, Jr. is in the in the Japanese version, the true version. Uh, he he does pull the one out. I watched. Right, he he is trying to pull out a rocket launcher to shoot at Godzilla. In the Amer- English dub, it, they make it sound like he's he's loading the the missile for space Godzilla, and they have him mumbling over how uh, you know Godzilla saved his life or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 complete BS. It, and I mean, because because he he said he said I don't. I might be paraphrasing here, but he said something along the lines of ah, if something like if Space Godzilla wasn't here, it, it getting in the way, I would fire at you right now. I, I think that's what he said. You can correct me if I'm wrong. And that's where I just have the biggest problem. I'm like, OK, yeah, you're starting to turn a leaf. You're starting to do the right thing. You know, you're trying to help humanity and then halfway through you're just like screw it i hate everybody (laughs) i hate everybody (laughs) you know you know gj it's a real nihilistic isn't it a nihilistic (laughs) man the godzilla series really has a problem with this it's it's (laughs) (laughs) no and i'm i'm right there with you it it's one of the many things that just don't it, it doesn't work it's a great idea but it doesn't they it just doesn't work. And the whole movie is full of too many things that are interesting, but never work. Um, well, they never expand upon them. Like, all right, we, you guys mentioned the accuse, accusa and, you know, wanting to control Godzilla. Why? Where does that cut play out in the third act? It doesn't. They never, they never mention it ever again. They're like, oh, we're going to con- control Godzilla. That thing is still in his neck. We could we could do something with that. No, let's forget it. it. Right. I, love exactly. how, uh, I love how Dr. Gondo at the end of the film said, if we're not if we're not careful and we if we don't pollute space, there could probably be another space Godzilla. Okay, here we go. <laughs> See, now now you're uh-uh. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> That's so- <laughs> after okay so after godzilla wins koji possesses poses the question uh what the hell was space godzilla and gondo said a monster made up of the toughest part of g-cells if we keep polluting space i'm sure we'll face another space godzilla someday and i'm like oh no so first please god no first, we're tackling the made-up issue of space pollution and if that wasn't stupid enough, she also adds, Rebecca, she says, it was a warning to mankind. This movie, uh, this movie, right. no, no, okay. no, hold, I, give me this, give me this. <laughs> you, you, th- this movie came out a month after the 40th anniversary of Godzilla for 40 years, for 40 years, JR, Godzilla and all manner of sequels, spinoffs, ripoffs, and other kaiju films have been have have used monsters for metaphors, symbols, and red flags. And they decide on his 40th birthday to literally 
call out the monster as a warning. Thank you so much. As if it hadn't been beaten into our heads for four decades, not only did Professor Gondo call the monster a literal warning, but the big fat warning is that if if we keep ch- chucking our garbage into space, another catastrophe will happen. Yeah, you, you, do you guys you guys remember the great space pollution problem we had in our solar system in 1994? Man, I'm glad Yamashita really conveyed the importance of not launching our Slim Jim wrapper into orbit. <laughs> it's it, it, like, dude must have really had a fundamental issue with Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Uh, it, it this is just <laughs> absolute. And the thing is, there was a missed opportunity here. The film could have used this ridiculous warning as an environmentalism metaphor, especially with Mothra involved in the story. But not once, not once, did they bring up the topic of pollution on or Earth or otherwise be, be before that line at the tail end of the movie. There's, there's never a focus on that because the movie has no focus. Why I, would it? I would debate that M- Mothra didn't really have anything to do what? with it. <laughs> I know everybody sucks. <laughs> but you know, like And this is the drift space. Um we GJ has lost it. <laughs> I'm sorry, JR, go like, on. Go on. <laughs> no, like you know, I'm gonna go back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, <coughs> having having all the information you need in a movie to enjoy it. Okay, why does she have the earrings? Why does she have psychic powers? Why why does she why does she lift a bed with her brain and call it telepathy when it's telekinesis? I I think okay, I think uh, Now hold what's on. What's going on? I think a few things. <laughs> I think a few things. My brain. Miki's and brain. this is the drift space and we <laughs> A few things, Jerry. Miki, Miki has been established as uh, a psychic since Biolante. There, there's been three, four movies leading up to this point. And, and to be fair, at the very beginning of the film, she is working at a uh, psychic center of some place. Yes, for telepathy. Right. They said telepathy. Right. And, and there is, there may be a, a translation error there because I, I, I was pretty sure she did call it telekinesis when she told Koji. But on top of that, okay, I can't believe I'll you're putting me in a position to defend whatever. this movie. I, I they, she did call it, <laughs> but but on top of that, after she lifts the bed, she goes, "That was my first time doing it." Okay, yeah. <laughs> wow. And you know what? You didn't practice that at all. Like Star Trek Five, they completely forget this movie uh. even happened because because she doesn't use it in Destroyer. Now you've seen Destroyer. She doesn't use uh, it. I've seen, <laughs> It's been it's been it's been years since I've seen Destroyer. <laughs> like uh, my Monsters vs. Men. Why did you make me revisit this movie? <laughs> and okay, I, and I, I said I said once mm-hmm. was enough, and here I am subjecting myself again. <laughs> I I want to back up. I almost wish this was like Cowboy Bebop. You can't hurt anybody anymore. The Heisei series is over. Wow. It's already canceled. Um, but the the. Going back to the Mothra bit, Rebecca, you touched on this before too. You're you're right. Mothra and the Cosmos involvement in this. Okay, so Mothra sends out these fairy Mothras 
that have no real explanation, but you know, we get two possible origins for space Godzilla. Thanks. So, so this fairy Mothra <laughs> somehow projects the cosmos to Miki. And then the cosmos tell Miki that a space monster is heading toward earth to kill Godzilla. My problem. Does she tell anyone that a space monster is hurtling toward earth? <laughs> no. <laughs> G-Force learns this on their own. They they have to figure it out themselves. Oh, gee, what's that on the... Oh, by the way, guys, I forgot to mention, <laughs> you know, um, does does she ever explain the monster's motives to anyone? No. Does she explain to anyone that Mothra's Cosmos have contacted her? No. She does nothing with this information the entire movie. Zero. There's literally no point for Mothra and the Cosmos to be taking up screen time because their warnings are completely inconsequential to everything that happens. If if Mothra and the Cosmos were completely removed, like cut from the film, nothing would be different about the final outcome. <laughs> like Project T, though. Like Project T. And yet, even though it was the Mogira crew and Godzilla that did all the work... It's the Cosmos who come to Miki at the very end of the film and congratulate her and for you. saving the world. Yeah. You know, thanks for right. telling everybody. It's like, you know, Godzilla like- standing over there with his hands on his love handles going, bitch, you did nothing. There's a. <laughs> <laughs> That's like thanking Bran for uh, being king after everybody fought so hard at, for, at Winterfell. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't. Oh my God. I can't believe this movie has so much waste in it space waste uh, it, it, it just a lot of footage <laughs> a lot of footage full of ideas that go nowhere or are completely unnecessary and, and the comparison i can make to more recent films is is the last jedi's casino planet subplot you know a sequence <laughs> that ends up having absolutely no difference on the film's resolution the only difference is last jedi actually tried to make a thematic point with it godzilla versus space godzilla just sets up ideas with no payoff almost like it's doing it on purpose I, <laughs> so i don't know it i as if the uh, okay, movie's so- runtime wasn't plagued with needless subplots ideas pacing issues and the most boring battle in a godzilla movie it's it's just it's the ending oh the ending my god it. it's it's when it tries to be about something i <laughs> You know, you know what the ending reminded hmm. me of? And I mean, it's it's exactly what it is. But, you know, when you're fighting, ah, I forget which Godzilla game it was. But you when you have to fight God's, the space Godzilla and it's it's God, God, it's the longest fight ever because you've got to take out all the crystals <laughs> and then you can hit Godzilla. But he keeps putting up crystals and you're just like, what? God, let it the- end. Let my suffering was this, end. Wait, was that the P- Please, what was have PS4 I done? Was that the PS2 version? I don't know. <laughs> All I remember is crystals and Godzilla. Rebecca, what, you had something to say. Uh, okay, so apparently I read somewhere that this film was originally uh, titled uh, Godzilla vs. Astro Godzilla. Um, yeah, yeah. That would have made it better, actually. <laughs> and, and, yeah, the, plot, the plot was completely different than what we just saw at the end. The antagonist sends an army of dragonflies that telepathically enslaves both baby Godzilla and Miki to um, Astro Godzilla's will, forcing Godzilla, Mogira, and Mothra to team up together. 
and mm-hmm. and his and save both Baby Godzilla Miki and uh, that that sounds a lot more interesting. Oh, in really? fact, uh, in fact, they they also they also thought, but in, instead of Mogira, it would have been Mecha Godzilla uh-huh. and Godzilla teaming up against Astro Godzilla. Well, heck, sign me up. That would have been a first. That, that, yeah, I think. Yeah, that would have been much better. I think though, Rebecca, and I've I've mentioned this before. I think. But instead, we got Crystal Meth Godzilla. <laughs> I think having rebuilding Mecha Godzilla for this movie might have been a little bit too much of a mouthful for the screenplay. Because, I mean, think about it. You know, okay, Mecha Godzilla's pursuing yeah. Godzilla, who's trying to rescue little Godzilla, but they're all going after Astro Godzilla. What? Yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, but four types of Godzillas on at the same time. Would the screen even be big enough for that? <laughs> I think I don't know, someone was going to get confused. It was, it was <laughs> so. Why is Mecha? Why is the robot Godzilla helping the baby Godzilla get to his dad Godzilla? Because I gotta destroy a crystal meth Godzilla. See, all of you said got too many Godzillas there, right there. That's the problem. I couldn't even follow that. I'm, I'm, we're, we're done. That, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> now Mogira, I, I I liked the idea of bringing Mogira back. Mogira was a uh, a mech in one of my favorite uh, films from the early Toho special effects movies, uh, The Mysterians, and I love Mogira in that. Uh, this was it, it went bad. It it was just a little too mechanized penguin for me, <laughs> you know. And I- and the the transformation <laughs> sequence makes no sense to me. At all. Like, okay, so he has that, like, little satellite, the 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 plasma cannon that comes out of his chest, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, when it, tur- it turns into Land Mogira, right, it splits into two pieces. A giant drill comes out of that same hole instead. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Okay. Yes, it does. Because um, when, when it turns into, like, the tank Land Mogira, this, the, the drill comes out of the front, right where the plasma cannon is. Uh, Maybe it turns into a drill. When it goes in, <laughs> it turns into a drill. <laughs> I'll have to go back and rewatch that because I thought the because uh, I I was under the impression once the the satellite goes in, which I completely thought it was a Mazer cannon. It it but, is. Uh, it is Mazer. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would have loved to see Mogira fight uh, uh, Gigan. I mean, they're kind of they kind of look similar. Wonderful. So when um <laughs> when when. <laughs> Mogira's drill comes, or the satellite goes in. I'm under the impression that's the part that's on the ground. The drill comes out where Mogira's Mogira's head should be. That's what I thought was happening. Yeah, but Mogira's head goes in where the plasma cannon. (laughs) No, his his head is. Is it the head, the plane part? No, no, it goes in uh, on the Land Mogira. Wow, I misread that movie. Because the, the top half is the Land Mogira part. The bottom half is the Star Falcon. Okay, maybe... Uh, Wait, the bottom mm-hmm. half? Wouldn't the bottom half be the land? That's, see, and that's the what I thought. Upper half? No. I thought the little bottom half was the land part and the top part... Oh, God, this is getting... Yeah, that doesn't make sense. No, no. this just talking about Magira's different sections <laughs> is making me angry now. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not even a big giant fan like you guys are. This is just making me angry. <laughs> yeah, I think you know, Rebecca, you you mentioned, you know, I, I found some good things about it. I did like the music, but I do think the music <laughs> fits. I don't think the music fits the film very well. 
I think it's better as a standalone listen than anything. And I, you know, the most praise I can, I just constantly, I just constantly remember you playing it over and over along with Godzilla versus destroy you or my land to you, blah, blah. As I'm walking past the See, when, computer when he room. was playing it, it was more like that uh, scene from next generation yeah. where, um, Gaina hands data that drink and he just goes, Oh, this is awful. I hate it. More? Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Jarrah, what did you think of the effects work overall? Because you and I have been plowing through a lot of like Ultraman and other tokusatsu lately. What do you think this stacks up? I mean, uh, so I I did enjoy some of the effects. I, you know, I enjoyed... I enjoyed uh, Mogira's transformation, as confusing as it may be. Actually, at the beginning of the movie, I found that to be the most like engaging part so far. You know, I did, I did kind of enjoy uh, the rocket crystals um, from Space Godzilla and the Flash like, Gordon the way, crystals. Yes, the Flash Gordon crystals. <laughs> I just, I just keep, I want to keep calling them like. Big Rock Candy Mountain because it reminds me of that rock candy. God. But uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed watching the 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 miniature set get torn up by those rockets and crystals, and uh, they definitely did a better job than the ice crystals in uh, Batman and Robin. Oh, that's a funny comparison. <laughs> <laughs> one, one bad movie to another. Wow. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I think I think the most praise I can really give this movie, especially in a world saturated with way too much CG for every situation imaginable, is is you know at least it's tokusatsu. But even then, it's not very good tokusatsu. I don't think. Um, I just think the miniatures aren't very detailed. The island, you know, Godzilla's walking by some trees that are as tall or taller than him, and then suddenly he's fighting Space Godzilla on a landscape with. <laughs> these little trees <laughs> i did i did find um the scale uh-huh. of it very off-putting because like i'm like go, i'm sitting here going why is that tower that they're trying to destroy bigger than godzilla well there's plenty of buildings bigger than godzilla but i think well all right like you were saying the um the island where the, the trees are bigger than them yeah that yeah and uh and the 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 landmine scene, I had problems with that. Okay, where uh, what was? Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Yuki, Yuki? yeah, is that his name? Uh, where Yuki's like running alongside of him, and like the perspective's off or something. Because I'm like, why do you look as big as his thigh? Well, it might have just been uh, depth of field, but I maybe I will I will grant you that there does seem to be a consistency issue with with. Godzilla size and there always is to be fair but a little bit more so in this movie because like I said on on the island you know the he's walking by these trees as tall as he is and then by the time he gets to space Godzilla and little Godzilla it's like you know (laughs) all the trees seem like they should be up to his toe maybe um it it was a little that was off-putting and my biggest issue is a, a lot of people like to praise the Fukuoka set with all those crystals you, you mentioned. And I see, I think it, I wouldn't, I think it could have been more interesting if it were shot at ground level. Like, 
Imagine if the crystal. Yeah. Imagine if the crystal fortress were shot like the Legion vines in Gamera Two, with cars and bikes and phone booths being like rocked at ground level and buildings crumbling from the effects of the ground shaking. But no, the crystals just shoot into the air, and we don't really see the yeah. lateral <laughs> going on. Yeah. A different, uh, you're right, a different perspective on the city yeah, would have been nice. I think it would have really added to to that sense of, not not realism, because I'm not looking for straight-up realism tokusatsu, but I'm, I'm looking for that sense of scale, essentially. And and I don't know where to begin with the asteroid belt scene. Uh, that uh, I'm, I'm glad Kawakita's idea of asteroids are stationary gray spuds. <laughs> oh yeah, that's sane. I completely <laughs> forgot about that one. <laughs> you tried to forget about it, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it just completely flew past me, like Space Godzilla. Speaking of which, uh, okay, so I have a question. So Space Godzilla, as a monster by himself, do you see any, given the right uh, writer and director, and do, do you think he he Space Godzilla as a monster? has potential. I think any monster has potential, Rebecca, but a, a lot of it, you know, you want the right monster for the right story in a lot of cases, and it's hard to kind of force that. You know, if, if we were to do that, we need to get rid of this whole two potential origin points and, uh, you know, this crazy explanation. Godzilla cells went into a black hole, crystallized, pooped out of a white hole, and mutated from exploding stars. And I'm sitting here like, you know, why, why stop there? Then gasoline was poured on it and it spun three times in a dryer, tapped its red shoes, add three <laughs> cups of butter, two <laughs> cups of eggs and nine cups of vodka. Boom. Space Godzilla. And <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I do think I think design wise, I, I, it, it looks great on paper. I liked the concept art. And I think whenever Space Godzilla appears in the comics, he looks great. But he's not very appealing on screen, largely because he just doesn't move he we, we see i've counted well i mean he he really can't and, and, and that that's crystal okay. on and that's an <laughs> issue with with the suit i think we see his foot come off the ground like two or three times the entire movie and i and that's only to like turn around real quick otherwise we never actually see space godzilla pick up his foot to walk forward and i genuinely think it's because the suit is incapable of that basic performance. <laughs> you know, Space Godzilla's entire <laughs> shtick is, is projectile weapons. He sits there shooting beams, using telekinesis, and and firing s crystals at his enemies. Physical combat is not not what he's made for, and it, it made for a very long, boring battle. So I think, you know, if we, if we get rid of all these aspects that really drag the idea down... Yeah, I, I think Space Godzilla could be put into a story better than this one. And I think Space Godzilla has been put in stories better than this one, if you pick up some of the comics. But this this is this didn't do the monster any favors. No, right, right. I, I understand. Yeah, uh, believe me, I do. I, I'm just I just keep uh, I keep looking at Space Godzilla. I keep every time on screen, I keep thinking to myself, God, I really I could I want to draw him just in my version. <laughs> what, what would I come well, up with? I would with? like to see that, but I also think we need to start a tally for every time you say, I want to draw this. I feel like you say that a lot in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, I, you know, we're, we're talking about that concept of is, is Space Godzilla usable? And granted, 
if you have the right screenplay, I think he could be. Uh, let me let me pitch something to you. Final Wars. What if instead of uh, Gino, what if instead of him, the Exians started playing around with Godzilla's DNA and we get Space Godzilla? You know, I think that idea would have been a little better uh, than Gino. Granted, they pulled it off awesome with Ghidorah. But, you know, what if, what if, uh, what if Space Godzilla was that answer instead of Ghidorah? Uh, I would just think it would, like, the idea of kind of messing with Godzilla's DNA is very interesting. And it can be used in a proper way. This just wasn't it. Yeah, and I agree. Uh, let's, let's throw Godzilla's DNA into space and get a lot of space trash around it. <laughs> Because <laughs> no, several nights, several times throughout this movie, I was going. That is actually a terrifying design. I like like his face and the way the crystal forms on his face. I like that. I don't like the two giant cannons on his shoulder. I remember Jr. Um, but <laughs> you know, the movie, the 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 game Godzilla Save the Earth, the PS2 one. I played that with Michael one time. Yeah, and uh, Michael Bates, and he. Is <laughs> He decides to pick Space Godzilla as his character, and it comes up and goes, "Oh my God, he has giant breasts on his shoulders." <laughs> anyway. I was trying to stop myself. It's from there now. That, but, yeah, it's out there in the universe. Space boobs. So yeah, I think there is a universe where Space Godzilla is handled correctly and is much more terrifying. This I mean, I agree with you, JR. Just uh, four movies before this or so, Godzilla versus uh, Bialante uh, had that theme of messing with Godzilla cells and whatnot. And I would, I would love for them to have yeah. capitalized that on that a little bit more. Yeah, like I said, give you know how many times has, have the Exians fought Godzilla? You know, surely they've been picking up DNA here yeah. and there. Well, I have we have we. Have we? Yeah, uh, we've steered the ship yeah, in the ground. Why, Let's get our final. Why don't we wrap in. this up uh, before? Rebecca, JR. I, I think you. Okay, so <laughs> overall, <laughs> the movie was bad. And <laughs> who? What? This has been the drift space. Good night, everybody. <laughs> and, and who was it? Monsters and men. Or Monsters versus men. Yeah. Mo- Monsters versus men. Um. Uh. Well, you're, you're you're both. Let's just say you're both paying for. Both for JR and JJ's therapy <laughs> sessions. Okay. All right. I think a, a lot of this is just an amalgam of all the problems the series had at this point. You know, the, the Heisei films, the Heisei Godzilla films had gotten off to a really strong start in 1984 and 1989. But as they went on, it became clear they, they just didn't have a clue on how to execute all these ideas. And Godzilla versus Space Godzilla is just the culmination of that that uh, ineptitude. Everything that can go wrong with every aspect and sub story goes wrong. This is the Murphy's Law of Godzilla films. And and on top of that, I'll just I'll just add, you know, writing wasn't that great because like we keep saying the telekinesis plot didn't go anywhere. I would have liked it to, but. it's lazy writing. It's just like, let's bring up a plot point and then never talk about it again. Right. And I can't completely blame, like, 
I think the filmmakers knew what this was going to be because on the set for this movie, Ken Satsuma, who plays Godzilla in all seven of the the Heisei films from 1984 to 1995, he said to the special effects director, Koichi Kawakita, and I quote, I think we should stop soon. (laughs) 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 And they, you know, they did stop at with uh, Destroya the following year. But yeah, you know. What better reason to pack it in than this movie? It, it's just awful. And frankly, I we <laughs> I'm getting really tired of reviewing Godzilla movies. I'm either lukewarm on or flat out don't like on this show. We really <laughs> need to do something like GMK or Terror oh Mecha Godzilla or Shin Godzilla, but enough Space Godzilla. I don't want to. I don't want to watch this again. <laughs> Well, the good news is we got it out of the way (laughs) and you don't have to go back and watch it again. So, yeah, no, God, Mm -mm. it'll be another 10 years before I watch this movie again. For the next (laughs) Monsters vs. Men 1, Rebecca, we should we should probably do we should really pick up with something much better like Gamera the Brave, (laughs) perhaps. Oh, my God. If Uh, you're going to bring that if you're going to bring that up, man, shout out to Nathan. That was a good episode. It made me realize how much I love Gamera. Yeah, I need to watch that. Or any Gamera movie, for that matter. Well, yeah, no, any, any Gamera movie. Good three. Any of the good three, four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, did I have the poorly pitched? Yeah. You did. Yeah. Yeah. You had the poorly pitched I did. What time. was my poorly pitched? Let's see here. Poorly pitched was Evil James Bond tries to steal John Locke's invention. May I enumerate? I hate you. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of where I've seen that actor other than Lost, and it's just, it's Lost. I'll say Lost. <laughs> You'll say Lost, huh? Okay. Well, it's definitely not Lost. And Rebecca, you're you're out? Um, yeah, I'm out. All right. The answer is The Rocketeer. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate you so so damn much. Oh. <laughs> I love that movie too. Because Terry O'Quinn plays John Hughes, who makes the rocket, and who's after the rocket? Oh, I hate <laughs> you. <laughs> James Bond. <laughs> need to oh watch my that. God. My head hurts. <laughs> my head. I think the blood vessel from Space Godzilla is why I can't think. <laughs> why I can't think, yeah. All right. Uh, Fanboy how- 50, since your your brain is the one hurting the most, JR, I'm going to call on you. <laughs> Ready? Set. Go. Recently, I have gone back and I've revisited the Matrix movies. Oh, Ooh. my Lord, how I've missed this franchise. Uh, I'm... You know, every time I watched uh, Reloaded, I kept seeing Niobe. Or is it Niobe? Niobe? I can't remember. But every time I see her Niobe. pop up, Niobe. Niobe. Every time I see her pop up on screen, I'm just going, "Man, I really wish PlayStation Store would drop the Matrix Reloaded game because that game was amazing and it tied everything <laughs> in the story and the plot together." And I'm so excited for the Matrix movie to come out, and it's probably already out because we're recording this before that, so I'm sure I enjoyed the (laughs) heck out of it. Uh, Thank you, Refrigerator, for ruining my Fanboy 50. Time. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca, you ready? Yes, I am. Set. Go. 
So I haven't watched any new shows lately, but I have been watching a bit of Gundam 8th Mobile Suit Team. I've watched only four episodes and had to do other things, but I really like the look of this. It's like Full Metal Jacket meets Gundam. It takes place in the jungles of the South Pacific, and the protagonist, Shiro Mata, takes charge of a team. And when you realize that this is the very first time being on planet Earth, you easily forget that this story and war takes place in the very distant future. And I love how the chain of command duties and conflicts, a lack of discipline and PTSD for each character goes through. It, it feels very real, and you're you're not the only one rooting for the good guys of Federation, but also for Xeon when it comes to Ina's character. You see two different perspectives from both sides, and some are good, some are bad on all accounts. It's a quite a gray area. It's a very short yet Time. complex... On the topic, though, oh my I God. do love Ace Mobile Such Suit a great Team, has series. Been... Yes. That that yes, I, so I think it's good. up there with Gundam Wing and Double O. So yeah, <laughs> my, oh, that's that, such that's an underrated my, Gundam show. Agreed, it's one of my favorites. It's definitely one of my that favorites. That is so I, underrated. Yeah, I get. I get, I also get a bit of a a mash feeling towards that sometimes, like when it comes to humor. I mean, I yeah, see but, where I mean, you're going, kind of but. <laughs> Gundam meets Mash. <laughs> Gash. <laughs> All right, who's got me? Okay. Take your mark. Set. Go. All right, so today, as of this day, uh, the the next Shin Ultraman teaser has dropped. It's not very long, but uh, it was it was enough to... Get me excited for the project again. Hideaki Anno and Shinji Higuchi are tackling that one. And uh, while I'm I'm not entirely sold on the CG effects for it, uh, I'm still excited about it nonetheless. I'm, I'm excited that creative team is behind it, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, another great love of mine, Star Trek Discovery, just uh, said ta-ta to one of my favorite characters on the show, but looks like... As of this day, they're doing a Starfleet Academy show, potentially, with her as the lead character. That's my best time. Ah. So, anyway. Oh, Tilly. I love Tilly. Yeah, Tilly. It was Tilly. Spoiler Um, alert. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm I'm finally catching up. Um, I've seen an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rebecca, I will say... uh, if you can get through, I, they're not wrong. If you can get through the first two are really good. If you can get through the next six, it really, <laughs> Episodes, yeah. yeah. Like when, when that dropped, I was like, Oh my, <laughs> where have oh, you been my. all my life? Where are you now, Joe? Uh, I'm currently, well, without trying to spoil it for Rebecca, they had just gotten back from. Um, uh huh. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Season, <laughs> season one. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Good. Good enough. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us on our our uh, Bash. survival of our Godzilla rant. versus Space Godzilla. <laughs> we'll never do that again. And thank you, Monsters versus Men, for suggesting this title to us. We appreciate it. Uh, I am G. You can find me on Twitter at Gman and Mysterioid, and you can check out my Substack called Deferential Wrath of a Rusting Markalite Cannon at markalite.substack.com. I am Jr. 
I've got the Instagram over there at Little Man Cosplay, and I also have a Twitter where I ramble about whatever I want to. You can find me there at Little Man underscore says one. And I'm Rebecca. If you'd like to check out some of my artwork, you can find me on the Linktree app, linktr.ee slash reb.hudge. And we are Pizza and Parcel. Oh, oh, hold on. The uh, we are. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait. That would that would imply that no. everything we talked about was wrong, and that Space Godzilla is a good movie. They're out there, dude. They're out there. I promise. They're, they're uh... <laughs> oh, I, I'm aware they're out there. I've seen the message Ooh. boards. We are the Drift Space. You can take a look at our show at bit.ly/tdslinks. And you can find us on all your favorite podcatchers, iTunes. Uh, what's the one I use? Spotify. <laughs> um, <laughs> are there any others than iTunes and Spotify? I, really? Let's be honest. I just I use Spotify, Google, and whatnot. If you like this episode, make sure you share it. And if you want to hit us up on our socials at the Drift Space, we're on Facebook. If you're an oldie moldy, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We are still working on that Patreon page. We plan to get that up as soon as possible. We're still working out the kinks and the details, but we still plan on getting that out to you. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for playing along, guys. And always stay strapped. And always clean up your space trash. You know, I feel like maybe Sandra Bullock would appreciate that after losing uh, uh, after losing Batman and Robin Batman in space. Remember that? Oh dear, oh my.